Hi all, I'm Dan Smegrod, founder of the We Get Around Network Forum. Today is Thursday, June 10th, 2021, and you're watching WGAN-TV Live at 5. We have an awesome show for you today. Nine tips for scanning large spaces with a Matterport Pro 2 3D camera. And here to talk about that is Eric Dole, photographer with Home3D.us in the Los Angeles uh, uh, area. Eric, good to see you today. Good to see you too, Dan. Thank you for having me on. Uh, so happy to have you on the show as a subject matter expert on uh, doing lots of scans with Matterport uh, and, uh, and in particular doing a lot of large scans. Uh, Eric, before we jump into what kind of problems have you experienced doing large spaces with Matterport and how you solve that, those problems, um, tell us about home3d.us. Um, so home3d is me and my dad and we work together scanning um, uh, commercial, commercial spaces, residential spaces, and um, also- and the, and the kind of services that you provide? Um, yeah, and we provide Matterport photography, um, drone photography as well, and video as well. Awesome. In addition to residential and commercial spaces, is there are there any other categories that, that uh, Home3D.us does? Um, yes. Uh, more unique spaces. Uh, done a couple of vineyards. Um, and um, I think you've done some large uh, retail, big box locations. Yes, yes, of course, yeah. Yeah, uh, and, and I want to say you've, it's, it's probably that you've done so many spaces, it's actually hard to keep uh, keep track of it. And it's yeah, I was just trying to recount uh, the spaces I was doing, it was difficult, yeah. Yeah, and uh, you know, and you mentioned your, your dad, uh, your, your dad, uh, Kevin Dole, has been on uh, WGAN-TV Live at Five a number of times. Mm -hmm. Uh, so we're, we're always happy to get the, the photographer that's actually doing the Matterport tours on, on the show. Um, uh, Eric, how about showing us some examples of large spaces done with a Matterport Pro 2 3D camera mm -hmm. and what kind of problems you encountered and how you solved those problems? Sure. While Eric's setting up, I should mention I've, I've introduced the company as home3d.us, and that actually is the website, www.home3d.us. Right, and actually, before I get into the actual spaces, there are some things that um, I want to go into before that actually can turn into, into problems if they're not if they're not addressed. Um, before you actually get to the site. Uh, sounds great. I can see your screen. Uh, and, you know, wow, we see some crazy light on top of the Matterport camera there. Yes. So um, before, let me just get up. Sorry, let me just let me get up my notes here. Um, can you still see the screen? Uh, yes. And I, I actually see a, a power brick underneath your iPad with a case. And I, I think already this is like two tips right off the bat. So yeah. I think we're going to have way more than nine tips by the time we get done. All right. Um, so probably the, um, I mean, this can also, this can be very easily overlooked, but 
before you go on any large space job, you want to have a full, fully charged um, portable battery for the iPad and as, as well as a regular wall charger um, for when you take breaks to you can charge the iPad up. Um, <clears throat> and you want to also make sure that the software um, is up to date on your iPad as well as the capture app. And of course, you also want to make sure you have enough storage for uh, the large space that you're about to scan. Um, and so, yeah, as you can see, what I have here in this picture is a portable battery strapped onto the back of the iPad that we're using um, to scan this, this space. Okay. So, can, can you tell me which case is, that is that you're using? That's a MI, trying to read it. Um, actually, I don't have all the information with me. My dad has uh, all the information that the equipment we use. Oh, okay. So maybe after the show, if you could shoot us an email that at, at the, uh, that when we post it in the, we get around network forum, wganforum.com, we can list any gear or equipment that you use. That would be great. So yeah. I think, I think what we can see here is you have a power brick, uh, attached to your case that's cradling, uh, an iPad. And I could imagine if you're doing a super large space, uh, with Matterport, your iPad's not going to last the entire day unless you have a, a power brick charging from the moment you begin <clears throat> scanning. Yeah, yeah. If you, depending, obviously, depending on how big those spaces you're scanning, you, if it's, if it's large enough, um, you will most likely run out of battery. Um, and instead of having to stop and then what, uh, stop and wait for your iPad to charge, this is a much better solution because you can, you know, clearly uh, keep working while it's charging. Awesome. And so yeah, so that is the first thing, and it can be, I think, easily overlooked. But um, and the second thing, you know, I, what I what I would say, Eric, is it won't be overlooked the second time you do a large space. Exactly. And your exactly. your iPad is running out of juice because. Uh, when that happens, you, you don't forget. You, do, you might do it once, but you, you'll never do it again. So this is a great setup. And it looks like the, the way you've actually have the battery, uh, the, the, the portable, power, uh, portable power brick wrapped with the iPad uh, case, it looks like it's super easy and portable to, to carry and uh, yeah, exactly. not misplace it, and, and probably not to get the cord tangled with the tripod. Exactly. Yeah, and then also another uh, option you could do is if you don't have a case that has somewhere where you could strap the battery, uh, you could wear, uh, you could always get an, a longer cord and then put the battery in your pocket. Um, or if you have cargo pants, you know, you could have even more batteries if you're doing an even larger space. Um, but yeah, that's just something to take note of. And second thing is, this may be obvious, but I just want to go over it. Um, because it's, it's still very important, is bring plenty of food and water. Um, because if you want to get it done as fast as possible, you're not going to have time really to go out somewhere, eat, you know, get a drink or something, and then come back. So especially water, you just want to stay hydrated. Do, do you have any uh, special foods that you happen to bring? Are, are you snacking out on sugar? Um, are you uh, bringing healthy choices? Uh, uh, usually we pack a lunch. Um, and we bring it with us and we just bring bottles of water. Um, uh, yeah, anything healthy like fruits or, you know, Cliff Bars also 
uh, we live off of those a lot of the time. Uh, which is cool because uh, I, I, you know, again, I think you know, for if you're always shooting a small house, you may not be thinking about this. But exactly. if you're on a, yeah. a large job and you, and you may you may need to go eight hours or ten hours or or perhaps even longer. Yeah, you're gonna, you're gonna get hungry and don't count on your client feeding you or don't count on someone exactly. else running out to go fast food to get your your what you bring may be the only option. Exactly. Yeah. And you know, if energy drinks is something that helps you as well, that's always good. Um, so yeah, those, those are the main things to, those are the two, uh, things that can become problems if they're not addressed. Okay. Or even get are we used. up to your light? Because I'm just, I'm loving looking at whatever it is that you've done there. I'm sorry. The, the, the picture of the light. The, the yes. The here, I'm actually going to get to that, um, in a later, uh, Okay, while we're doing the tour, you'll probably point out a problem or a challenge and, and come back to that. Okay, that's cool. Now, so I will share the first, uh, let's see here. So while Eric's setting up, he has three or four different Matterport digital twins where he either experienced a problem and <clears throat> did a workaround, or he knew he would have a problem and uh, did the workaround before he even had the problem show up. Okay, so this is a Cintas laundry, uh, laundry factory that we did uh, last year, I believe, yeah. So, and this was about 60,000 square feet. And we got here, uh, we arrived at the site at about 5 a.m. and didn't leave until 6 p.m. So we were there for the entire day. <clears throat> and the one issue that we um, had was, and probably the most common issue that you're gonna come across doing large spaces is that the model as you scan is gonna um, misalign at some point, just because there's so much information and there's a lot of joint uh, parts where the model is joining together. So at some point it's inevitable, you're gonna run into a misalignment. And <clears throat> so right, unfortunately I don't have, I don't have a screenshot of the, of like um, of the capture app um, for this model, but when we got to I can zoom in here around this section. Uh, can you still see it? Yes. Okay, perfect. Um, so as you can see, this is the this is the space. It's very. <laughs> uh large <laughs> to um so to you, you had a problem <laughs> with the alignment yes so right uh, how did how did you know there was a problem with alignment <clears throat> help me understand what that meant yeah sure i'm just getting over to the spot so right when we got around here we noticed that um as we were uh completing these scans we had already done Oh yeah, we're right here. We had, we had already completed over here mm -hmm. and we were joining uh, this section, this back section with um, this wall. And we noticed that, um, I can't remember exactly which direction it was misaligned in because it was a while ago, but uh, they were, these two um, 
walls joined together about they're probably about like six feet off and so what we had to do is we had to uh, delete and go back and like mentally trace back first where it started to go wrong mm -hmm. so let me see if i understand eric yeah. uh, on your ipad when you got to that point you were this far let's let's call it apart where yeah. you would have expected to just connect like this exactly yeah now i i found sometimes when i've had that kind of problem when it got <laughs> processed it's still aligned was this you didn't want to take a chance that it was not aligning and therefore you okay. wanted you are right in that most of the time it can align um just because you know the algorithms you know they're they're good at uh finding those errors but whenever we're on especially a big job like this we just don't take any chances um because it's always it's always better to be safe especially if it's far away so how did how did you solve the <clears throat> potential misalignment problem uh of being so far off on the ipad so um what we did was we traced back uh, mentally and tried to determine where uh the misalignment started to occur because it always starts from one scan that's um and then so we had to delete basically all of these scans down this hallway so did you actually when you looked at your ipad and and you were thinking about did did you actually see a scan that looked like it wasn't in numerical order of where you would have expected it to be no no it, it this is it's there's a lot of just it's not so apparent it's not it's uh not super apparent at first which is why you have to also be paying attention while you're scanning um to see so it may be something you missed because i could imagine doing sixty thousand square feet you were probably looking at your ipad to make sure that the scan point actually landed where you expected it to be where yeah. you expected it to be yes but despite that somehow some way there was a scan point that didn't actually land where it was supposed to be you you found it and you deleted back to that point um when you're so as you're scanning it will show up um <clears throat> excuse me it will show up um in the right place or it will appear to be in the right place but there's just a, a like a hairline misalignment on that first scan that you can't see when you when you make that scan it only becomes later or only later do you see um, the the entire misalignment because it keeps building off of off of that scan and it gets exponentially bigger. So, do you recall how many scans that you deleted and 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 <clears throat> then had to rescan and were you successful in in having them uh, align as expected? In this case, we probably had to delete about thirty uh, thirty scans total in this section. We could delete a lot more um, on other parts of the building, but this is the most. This is the uh, part that was the most misaligned. So we had to delete scans all the way back um, this hallway. We had to delete all the way back to, I believe, it was right about here. And how did how did you determine where to, how far back to take it to that thirtieth scan to delete? Um, we um uh 
it's somewhat of a guessing game. Um, it's like an educated guess, but fair enough. It's like it's yeah. it's art. It's not science. So you, you made your best guess. You deleted yeah. thirty scans. You shot rescanned the thirty scans, and voila, it worked. Yes, that's cool. Okay. Uh, any any other problems or challenges on this uh, syntax space? Um, that was the that was the most notable one, and the others um are not i'm also gonna go into some like the same problems in the other models that i have here okay uh so uh, you want to call up your next one yeah yeah all right and while eric's doing that if you stay tuned later in the program i'm going to have four bonus tips for charging for large matterport <laughs> digital twins so i i have some thoughts bonus tips on, on charging for large Matterport spaces. Incidentally, I, I noticed when you call this up, I recognize that you're using WP3D models, WordPress plugin uh, to create your single property uh, website. Maybe even before you just click on that, if you could just uh, scroll down a little bit just to point out what else is on that page. So you have text, a map, uh, and uh, oh, yes. and then, you got yeah. st still pictures. Yeah. So yeah, and then anything below that, maybe this contact info. Yep. Uh, okay, great. Uh, in this case, there wasn't a lead generation page, but uh, I just wanted to point out for viewers that have not seen this before. This is WP3D models a WordPress plugin. It's kind of a Swiss Army knife that mashes up uh, with Matterport tours. Uh, and and uh, Eric, if you go ahead and click on that, and I. I think in that last tour, we noticed there was a, a logo. We see a logo on the bottom left. Uh, that's part of what uh, uh, WP3D models can do is, is have a logo in the bottom left always show up or that top left logo as we're walking through the tour. Uh, okay, great. Uh, what about this space? What kind, of, what kind of space was this? What problems did you experience? How did you solve them? So this is a sort of a office building that was completely vacant. And before you go on any site, another thing you also wanna find out before you go is how vacant the actual property is, because that will um, help you also determine pricing as well as how long it's, it'll, it'll take. Can you fly into that just so we can see what, what one of those empty floors yes. looks like? So, you know, uh, I don't know how big this space is. Let's just say 60,000 square feet. If, if I'm a new Matterport service provider and I have an opportunity to shoot an, uh, four stories of empty space like this, should I be excited because it'll be super easy because I don't have to worry about going around furniture? Yes and no. It, it is a lot easier because it does, it uh, is a lot faster to scan compared to a space that, you know, has cubicles everywhere because you have to go in between every single aisle to get the, every wall of the building. But uh, when doing large spaces like this, you have to be careful of, um, uh, you need to be paying attention to make sure the scan is in the correct position, just because in, in so like for over here, there's a lot of three-dimensional information. However, when you get over here, there's really nothing for the camera to grab onto. Um, 
Especially so when this you're is a, a very symmetric space. The floor looks pretty much the same. The wall exactly. looks pretty much exactly. the same. Maybe, maybe there's that pipe uh, there. There's some columns. But when you when you have this kind of space, how often do you find that the, the scan ends up in the wrong place because the, the camera doesn't know where to put it? Um, if you do it right, you're still going to maybe every 10 scans or so on average, I want to say. Um, but where so when you look at your iPad, the scan is not where you expect it or where it should be. Yeah, or it may be um, a little off, but and not by a lot, but too much to where if you kept going, it'll uh, distort the rest of the model. Okay. And so that, that's really a note to a, a, a newbie just because it's an empty space like this don't go oh this can be so simple exactly it, this is actually when i look at this i go oh wow were you able to successfully scan this space and if so how, how did you do that knowing that there were so many uh the, the space looks so symmetric and not have any asymmetric stuff <clears throat> in it to let the camera know precisely where it was so you want to try to find any um, abnormalities in the walls or floors that um, can provide information for the camera uh, to refer to. So for instance, this pipe on the wall. Um, say, okay, say just, for, ex just uh, for example, say if you started right here, mm -hmm. right here, right? This would be good because, um, instead of starting somewhere where there's nothing for the camera to you know, grab onto and base the model off of, this uh, is something, uh, this pipe here, if you did, did scans around the pipe first, it, it can build off of um, the information that it has uh, from this, if, that, if, if uh, that makes sense. Yeah, and so when you did this, <coughs> Did you go around the perimeter and work your way into the center? Did you zigzag uh, to, to do this space? Did you, did you have any pattern that you were uh, implementing in order to succeed in creating this uh, Matterport digital twin? A pattern. In this case, what we did was we sort of um, did a tree pattern. So we started by um, scanning as much as we could reasonably around the around the physical objects that were here and then we slowly branched out um, so we did not go around the perimeter because most of the time if you do that once you come back it'll misalign and especially uh, if you're if you go around the perimeter for instance these windows over here it's very repetitive and there's nothing else there so if you just if you start here and then go around the perimeter it's it's an it's inevitable that you're gonna have a misalignment. So, did you eventually scan by the windows? Yes. Although what we did is, like I was saying, with the tree uh, method, is we scanned around here because there's a lot of uh, objects here for the camera to pick up, and then <clears throat> we just get over here. And then we worked our way over here first, just because there's a big, um, uh, there's a noticeable difference in the floor color as well. And that's something that um, 
uh, uh, to keep your eye out for as well. Because well, that was actually helpful that you had the, the different that that uh, that very straight edge with a dark gray and a light gray was actually yes. probably helpful to you scanning this space. Yes, definitely. Um, so I'm, I'm looking at that or that light <coughs> pouring in. I'm suspecting that that was likely a problem when you got. Yes, and that's also another uh, problem that I'm going to go into as well. <clears throat> um, so yeah, so I mean, yeah, we started over here and then we worked our way over here also because there's a curve and it's not completely straight. So it, it was able to grab onto uh, this pillar right here. Um, and then we did maybe two scans in this corner. And then, and then we worked our way around the middle um, section, the stairwell. Um, and then after that, then we uh, started to branch from, you know, from the middle outwards. And then, <clears throat> and then by that point, you can start your work way around the perimeter because all this information is already um, uh, inputted. Um, and I guess now would actually be a good time to talk about the issue of sunlight too. Um, so, sorry, excuse me. Um, I, I'm sorry, I put myself on mute there. Um, I, I see that the ceiling looks very different and it was a relatively low ceiling. So that probably worked in your favor. It wasn't a gymnasium where the ceiling was too high up and the camera couldn't see it. So, so I imagine the camera could see that ceiling and that might've yeah. helped too. A little bit, yeah. Not quite as much as, um, uh, just in our experience, it, the ceiling, it, doesn't help quite as much as uh, um, information like on the walls and on the floor. Okay. Um, how did you manage, also, that also does definitely help. How, how did you manage to succeed in sc scanning where that light's pouring in from the windows? Um, <clears throat> here, let's see. Okay, so the sun didn't see the camera, so even the reflection didn't throw you for a loop. Did you end up having bad scans and eventually it got some? In this case, we just had a few black spots in the model. Um, but if the sun was right over here, um, that would be a big issue. And so you really need to know which direction the property is facing. Uh, when you arrive because if you arrive in the morning and you know there's a window facing um, east you're gonna get uh, a lot of infrared interference there and you're not going to be able to scan so are you thinking about where the sun is as you're scanning yes definitely especially if there's windows if the if, it, if it's a warehouse with no windows obviously it doesn't matter Okay, so if the, the sun rises east to west, so are you scanning on the opposite side of where the sun is? Uh, yes. Yeah. Okay. If you're going to be there the whole day, um, you, you start, if you're starting in the morning and there's a, a wall of windows on the east side, you want to start on the west side. And then as the sun moves uh, more toward high noon, then you can work your way over to um, the other side to complete that. Okay, could you go to the dollhouse where this is, where you can show the, the, the black piece? So I, I think I just want to point out to, to our viewers that- well, 
we we were able i'm sorry sorry to interrupt but we were able to we wait we just waited so that's the other thing sometimes you have no choice but just to just to wait it out until the sun is not no longer um hitting the spot that you're scanning so in this case we were able to wait and fill it in ah okay so you you successfully scanned yes we did when the sun was not quite coming through the area but the floor was so shiny that the camera couldn't uh, the infrared couldn't read the space so had you not gone back to the model later to do a couple of other scans there would have been a black hole exactly. in your model and that would have meant if somebody flew into the, let's say the second floor they might actually end up on the first floor <laughs> flying through that black hole exactly so so literally you went back uh, at some point during the day when the sun wasn't there it wasn't shiny you did some extra scans and then i'm guessing you hid those scans in matterport workshop yes yeah so that you didn't have uh one very bright scan walking to one very dark scan yeah so the, you just we just use those scans just to fill them up <clears throat> excuse me just to fill in the model okay and so the the metaphor that you gave us was the this tree so you kind of had this area where you could do a lot of scanning and then you kind of branched off as from from the base of the tree is that what was happening yes okay and that's actually also a good segue into this which i will also i'm on which i you know excuse me uh i'll talk more about that uh method of scanning okay cool and so this is a Petco um, that we did in, uh, in Porter Ranch. And so let's see, take the front door. So this is a case where it is not completely vacant. There are aisles and they uh, had to go around here so not completely vacant means you had people in the space while you were scanning um yes and that's also another thing i'll talk about uh, later on i okay. got i arrived um i arrived early at 5 a.m five yeah it was about 5 a.m um store uh, opens at 10 9 30. uh i believe the store opened at 10 yes 10 so, so i had about five, five you got five hours before anyone other than the store manager is there and when scanning large spaces especially retail stores like this there's a lot of the time you're not going to be able to have a whole day to yourself just to do this the store has to keep stay open so you're gonna have to uh they'll probably ask you to arrive really early or you have to say you have to get there early um, so you can start and do as much of the high traffic areas um, as you can before the people start flowing in. And if the, let's say Petco closes at 9 p.m., any reason not to, to start at 10 or 11 so you have the whole night to yourself? Um, if, if, if you can work that out, that's also another possibility. In this case, everybody went home. There was nobody that was able to stay. So we had to get there when the staff actually arrived. Okay. All right. So you're there at 5 a.m. Uh, knowing that you have you have people showing up at 10. What do you do first and why? So obviously uh, you do the, the first thing you do is the entrance way and 
uh, the cashier, um, sorry, the checkout lines and just the entire front of the store because that's gonna have the most traffic of people um, running in and out. And the restrooms, because uh, you don't obviously wanna be scanning with people in the restrooms. Um, uh, yeah, so just any spot that um, is high traffic and you can also talk to the manager, like I talked to the manager, which, which um, uh, to find out also which sections are more popular because depending on where you are, you know, dogs, cats may or may not be more popular than the others. So the more uh, popular um, departments, you want to do those first as well. And so that's a little bit of a challenge because you can't take the Matterport camera and have a space that's not contiguous. Exactly. So that that caused a little bit of a challenge for you, knowing that maybe you had to get to the to the puppies section, but you needed the bathrooms and they were on the opposite side. But somehow you'd have to still scan. So did you did you do all this this the scans to get to places like you normally would, or did you actually come back and fill in where you thought you needed a better walking experience? But for the moment, you just needed to to get to get from one side to the other. So that's actually, uh, um, this is sort of the tree method I was, I was talking about earlier. Um, so let's see here, get a good view. Uh, sure. So yeah, after the front of the store, say this area is more popular, mm -hmm. uh, but the restrooms are all the way over here. Mm -hmm. Restrooms are easy because they're right next to the front of the store. To get over here, I'm not going to start scanning the whole store until I get over there, until I get to that section. I'm going to, uh, what I'm doing, so in this case, what I did was um, I went down these main aisles on the left, uh, sorry, on the right and on the left, and then joined them in the middle here. And depending on how far apart they are, you uh, may have to join sections more frequently. There's just a lot of like a lot of factors that. So, what know. other what other challenges did you have with this space? Um. Well, people. You mentioned people, so maybe people and how you dealt with people and scanning. So, yes, uh, with the, with this one, the biggest challenge was getting. Uh, it done in time or getting the uh, most important parts done in time. So I went down these aisles and then did that section on the right. And then I would just come back here and then finish going down the middle. And then from there, I would branch out to the left and the right. And so this creates a uh, how do I put it? Um, there's more um, points where the camera can, um, uh, like there's a lot more information for the camera to refer to instead of going around the perimeter. Because if you go around the perimeter, all you have is just that wall and everything there. But if you get, when you go through the middle, you have, um, 
Uh, well, I, I'm imagining with this space that you didn't really have scan errors that there, this, the, the environment is so different in so many places. I presume that the, the scans all showed up in the correct spot. So that, yeah, yeah no, so you, that was not a challenge not doing this space. But you had, you, at some point you had people. So is there a place to fly in and talk about people? Yes. So once the people start coming in, um, honestly, it's, so it's uh, become sort of a game. And so for instance, this, it didn't, it didn't matter if it looked pretty because they just needed the, the model. Um, so, Ah, so even that's a tip, I, I think, Eric, is if, if you if you know what the use case is. Exactly, yeah. Uh, so in this case, whether there were people or not people or the, the, the store was uh, not perfectly staged for whatever use case this was being used for, it didn't matter that you had people in your scan. Exactly. Yeah. So, um, so, so the only issues with people, I, I imagine, were uh, <laughs> The, the, uh, did, it cause, did you have any scan failures because there were people moving around in your space? Um, no, but the reason is because hey, I- Eric, pause just one second. I just wanna let you know, I'm, I'm in Atlanta. We're having a big storm. I can hear my surge protectors fi firing. So if we should get disconnected, just dial back in and hopefully uh, we'll still have power. Okay. The internet has not dropped out, but uh, I, I, I can hear things happening. Uh, so uh, forgive me, I interrupted. You were talking about people in scans. Yes. Um, so if the people, if there's people around you, but they're maybe about 20 feet away, maybe 15, feet, 15 to 20 feet away at least, you should be okay. Even if you can see them in the picture, um, when you preview the picture, you should be fine. There shouldn't be any... Um, interference with later uh, later scans. Um, but say if I'm scanning and there's a person, you know, five feet away from me, that's gonna, it's gonna pick that up as a solid object. And so you, you just have to wait until that person uh, leaves or you can ask them, can you, you know, can you move over here? This, it really depends um on the situation uh but um any issues where you needed to blur faces maybe this model was done before matterport's blur tool tool existed uh um no i haven't actually run into any situation like that yet okay but um right. other problems or challenges that you had in in this uh space um this one not um, actually, yes, actually now looking at this, I remember. So if you can see this scan, there's all these things here. And I, earlier in the day, I actually scanned this whole, uh, I scanned this whole, um, area. Now it's here. Now it's not. And then you move and they're not here so, because they so moved all that equipment um as i was scanning the rest of the building and so i noticed this and because this clearly shows the you know the actual um walls and like the construction a lot better i went in i deleted these scans and then i uh, redid it 
And the reason why I left this one is because as I move into here, as you scan, it will overwrite um, the information that it may have picked up uh, at, oh, I guess there's two on uh, this one. Okay. So, okay, so th this, this is very subtle. Let me see if I understand. When you realize the environment changed and it maybe it changed for the better for the use case of this particular tour. And so empty was good, even though you had already scanned it with all this stuff in it. I think what I'm hearing, you didn't delete the scans that you had already done until you completed the scan with the space empty. And then you did you delete or hide the scans? Um, actually, in this case, um, I deleted them first. Deleted them first. Why yeah. did you choose to do that? Um, it would if I so if I didn't delete them and I um, started scanning with the room empty, there may have been a possibility that it would not align because all of this is it, it looks like a completely different room. Uh, to the okay. camera. So, so for somebody new who may not realize that the Matterport Pro 2 3D camera uh, is uh, putting out, I believe, hundreds of thousands of dots every second of infrared and then reading the infrared back, it's, if it gets confused if the environment has changed dramatically and then the scans exactly. don't know how to attach. Exactly. So did you have, so you deleted the scans First, did yes. you have any problem scanning to connect this, the, let's say the store to this now empty space because the environment actually changed at the entrance? Um, no, and the reason is because at the entrance, you have all this, all the aisles and all of this information that has stayed the same. So <laughs> did you just, go where you normally would with your with your next scan and it attached no problems yeah yes exactly okay. that's cool so I, the, the tip i would ask add just in case that you deleted the scans you're now ready to move into the environment it can see that the environment has changed is go back and do overlay of a few scans that you've previously done in the store and then continue forward uh, if is is uh, what happened to Eric, he had no issues where he just went to the next logical place to put the camera. So that's great. But that might be a tip just in case you experience a problem trying to go from an environment where it's obvious that something has changed from the previous scan. Mm -hmm. Okay, cool. A anything else in, the, in this uh, uh, large scan? In this one, those were the main... Um... Those are the main problems, and um, uh, so yeah. If I can, if uh, move on to the next one, that'd be awesome. Right. And this is going to be sort of the same. Um, this is similar to the last model because it. Uh, this one is a Best Buy, um, and so it's another retail store with aisles and you know checkout area. Except people was was um, even a bigger issue because clearly this is a bigger store, and we had so therefore we had less time to complete as much as we could before people started coming in. 
And so if you remember what time you showed up, this one we showed up at about, I believe it was 7.30 or 8. And people started um, showing up at 9, 10? About 10. Okay. 10, something about something like that. Um, so yeah, um, you may have more or less time depending on when the store opens and when the first um, employees arrive. How did you decide on this store, this large space, what to scan first? Um, so the same as the last one, we scanned the um, checkout areas first, um, checkout areas, and then we also talked to the manager about which um, areas have the most people usually because in something like a you know a electronic store there's going to be noted there's going to be more uh noticeably more people in one section of the, uh, compared to others okay um, all right so you you wanted to show this space what what problem did you problem or problems did you experience in this space uh that were different than the other spaces that you shared with us <clears throat> um uh, this one something else actually was and i can't really show this but um actually yeah um not all the doors were unlocked when we got there um and that um, so at, at the entrance where there may be there's four four places to enter, only two of them were open or one of them was open, which meant you couldn't scan everything you needed to when you entered, something like that? Yeah, I mean, we were, because of the size, we were able to scan um, uh, the majority of the building, um, but then sort of like the, uh, where the electrical panels were um, or some offices, we had to go back and ask them to, for those to be unlocked. Um, and what was it other than the uh, the locking of those offices so i i you know i you know i guess that's probably an interesting thing just to mention in, in terms of pricing is it's something to think about you know e even if you walk the space and you go okay this is what we're going to in fact, did, did you do that ahead of time? Did you walk the space to know that you were going to be doing the offices or was that like an yes. aha moment that they said, oh, we need you to scan the offices too? Um, no, we did We did walk the space. So is there is there anything else in this particular space to show us uh, where there was a problem or a challenge that showed up? That's okay. I, I'm, I'm so thankful you're on the show. I know you've, you've come off a, a, a cold or something where you, you're like, you're, you're you're having challenges today with the, the cough. Uh, I, I always have challenges with my cough. So um, I'm, I'm just thankful that you're on the show today and, and, and kind of plowing through some of those ch uh, challenges. So I appreciate it. Um, mm. What else do you want to show us in this Best Buy? Uh, I, I tell you what, if uh, I, I know today was a little bit challenging because of some health issues. If, if you need to sign off, that's fine. I'll finish up on the show. Um, I'm going to go ahead and do four bonus tips uh, and also talk about some resources that are available. If you want to hang in for that, Eric, that's great. If not, not a problem. So if you're scanning large spaces, there are likely to be problems or challenges. And the We Get Around Network Forum 
has had a ton of posts about the topic of large spaces. So if you go into the We Get Around Network Forum, wganforum.com, if you go to the tag large, L-A-R-G-E, every time there's a discussion about a large space and a problem or a challenge or you know what, what, whatever that might be, um, then uh, it's, it's been tagged. So that way uh, you can go um, see different problems or challenges. There's also an amazing search box in the We Get Around Network form. If you just type three or four words about the problem or challenge, it's likely that somebody has written on that problem or challenge uh, before. But again, the keyword here, large, you'll find so much content about problems and challenges of scanning large spaces. Additionally, Matterport has an amazing resource. It's a, a, a scanning empty and repetitive spaces uh, where they've put together some great videos uh, and uh, some great support pages. And you can find that in the We Get Around Network forum. Again, just go to wganforum.com, go to the tag large, uh, or just type in the search box, uh, empty repetitive spaces, and it'll actually pop up in the We Get Around Network forum. Uh, we didn't get a chance to talk uh, with Eric about uh, April tags, uh, now, uh, now known as Matterport alignment markers, um, but that is another opportunity for dealing with large spaces when you don't care necessarily about the environment of putting things up on the wall. So think about it as a, looks like a QR code, except they're special QR codes. Uh, and they're actually each unique and different. And you print them out from the Matterport website. There's no charge. And you can put them on all the walls. And so when you have a symmetric space, you're able to turn it into an asymmetric space by putting these markers on the wall. Uh, you can search the We Get Around Network forum for April tags or uh, markers, or again, go back to large. Um, but if you if you look for these uh, either April tags or Matterport alignment markers, uh, then when you're doing a parking lot, maybe it just doesn't matter that you put some things up on the wall, uh, that can help. Uh, and um, anyway, lots of resources that we get around network form. And then I just wanted to finish up with some bonus tips for charging for lot, uh, Matterport digital twins. Four bonus tips. First, uh, a day rate when the scope of the work can change and, uh, and you're just not sure exactly what's going to happen. So you might have, let's say, uh, if you count, let's say a hotel and you're going to shoot, um, uh, you're going to shoot ho individual hotel rooms, you're going to shoot the, uh, the pool, the lobby, the restaurant, and you really don't know whether the rooms are available or people have to check out or check. You know, so there's all kinds of stuff going on that's kind of beyond your control. So the easiest thing to do is to really use a day rate as a quote, and then just specify that your day is eight hours or 10 hours, whatever it might be, and then how much you charge additional per half hour or per hour. Uh, day rate is really great when the scope of the work can change. When you know that you have, uh, the second is a fixed fee project. So if, you, if the scope of the work is fixed and you absolutely know 
what the scope of the work is and it's not going to change, then it's probably much better to quote a specific project fee. Then you don't have to worry about, oh, I'm quoting on square footage. And then what if it changes or you don't have an agreement on the square footage? You know, So if you get a chance to walk the space first, and you'll probably know, you know, over time, eventually that, oh, that's a half day, that's, a, that's going to take me a full day, or it's going to be a full day because you can't do anything with, your, with the, the quarter day that's left or the half day that's left. So you might internally go, oh, well, that's a seven full day project. Okay, here's the math on what I charge for a, a day times seven, and then just quote the project as a fixed number. Uh, the risk is you might go uh, over in terms of how long it took you, uh, but from a client's perspective, they know exactly what it's going to cost. And if you get done early, uh, 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 good for you. So uh, consider a fixed fee project much easier for your client. Uh, to, you know, if you're doing a hotel and you say, hey, it's going to take, uh, you know, based on what you've told me, uh, sounds like it's going to take a day. So it's easier to quote on a day because if it turns out that the rooms aren't available when you think they're going to be there, if you need to have me come back the next day, then you'll know that you'll need an, another half day uh, to finish up the project. So second is a, a fixed project fee when the scope of the work is easy to define uh, and much easier for the client to, to understand just a number, not square footage, not number of days, but just this is what it's going to be. Um, uh, third is uh, be careful about charging less per square foot. So if, if you're if you you are used to quoting uh, residential spaces by the square foot and all of a sudden you go, oh, wow, this is going to be 10 times, 20 times what I normally do, I should give a discount. Just keep in mind that it's often much harder scanning large spaces than it is a house. So if your, your rate is X and you're tempted to, to do it for 20%, 30%, 40%, 50% less because you're doing this humongous space, know that it's probably gonna be much harder than you ever thought possible uh, to do the large space um, because there are problems uh, 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 there's just a litany of problems and, and, and certainly, uh, uh, don't shoot yourself in the foot, get yourself the late, if you're doing a very large space, get the latest, fastest iPad with the most storage. So at least you take those two problems uh, uh, off the table. And then uh, four, uh, my, my bonus tip here, bonus tip four, charge for hosting, maintenance and support. It's really easy to just say, oh, I'm just going to charge hosting. And then your client is thinking, oh, well, how much is that that Matterport's charging? You should charge me the same. No, 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 no. You provide value beyond just hosting the model. And uh, if you have a model that's going to, a Matterport digital twin that's going to be up for some time and continue for some length of time, it's very likely the clients is going to have maintenance requests for you. Oh, could you add some matter tags? Can you change this information? Could you hide that scan? Can you remove that scan? Um, there's, there's so much that can happen that re requires maintenance and support. So charge for that. Don't be shy and show it as a line item on your invoice, hosting, maintenance, and support. And you might 
charge for the first year and then each additional month or each additional three months or each additional year uh, and charge at the beginning of that time. Don't worry about trying to chase after your clients. Uh, lots of different programs for billing recurring revenue. Uh, I get in the habit of charging hosting maintenance and, and support. Um, so that's the four tips. Uh, thanks for tuning in today. Our, our, our guest uh, was uh, Eric Dole, a photographer for Home3D.us. Uh, Eric uh, is based in, uh, or I should say Home3D.us is based in Los Angeles. Uh, you can find their website, www.home3d.us. Uh, and uh, uh, it was a possibility that we might lose Eric today. He had uh, uh, just coming off a cold and uh, it was a struggle and we weren't sure whether he was gonna do the show, not do the show. And just a real trooper to, to say what, you know, let's, let's do it. Um, but I think it, uh, uh, that cold caught up with him and uh, you, you could hear it a little bit in his voice. So Eric, Eric, thank you for hanging in there. We really appreciate it. I think we got a, uh, e even way more than uh, nine tips. Uh, and uh, he had uh, showed us at the top of the show some uh, gear. We'll, we'll ask Eric um, to send us a, a list of the gear so that if there was something specific that you wanted to buy, we could make it easy with an Amazon link. So uh, again, that's nine tips, probably more than nine tips for scanning large spaces with the Matterport Pro 3D camera. Our thanks to Los Angeles-based Home3D.us photographer Eric Dole. Uh, I'm Dan Smigrod, founder of the We Get Around Network Forum, and you've been watching WGAN-TV live at 5.